You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Podcasting from beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by BRV Studios, this is Have You Heard, our show that brings up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about the new company that wants to be your mobile gas station? What about how two Viagra every day can help your vision? Or one not-so-normal bike ride through a neighborhood in Houston? With a violent Facebook unfriending, a desert compound, and a whole lot more, here is episode 54 from the Big Red Van. All right, here we are, everybody. Episode 54, HYH. 44. We got Wade and Hayden with you, and I can't wait to get to my list here. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, got some funny ones. Yeah, how you doing today, man? Not too bad. Yeah? You had a good week? Oh, yeah. Normal? Oh, yeah. My life is always just nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it, man. Um, I'm good, by the way. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, but uh, <laughs> we have a show to do, so let's go ahead and do it how we have in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to give you a choice. Choose between these three things, and we'll talk about it for a couple of minutes. We'll get started. So, number one, Bionics Company stock goes up after Ford orders 75 suits for their employees. Interesting. A woman was killed by her boyfriend's oversized manhood. I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes. I have a nickname for my penis. Oh. Oh. And paper straws. Um, the uh, crazy story in me wants me to pick the manhood. That would be like right up our alley. But I also am very passionate about straws, so give me my platform. All right, so how many different places can you think of off the top of your head that are banning plastic straws? Uh... I know that there's a list going. I don't know which one specifically, but uh, any yeah. companies off the top of your head, like big Didn't ones, Starbucks. Do there it? you go. There yeah, you go. Starbucks. Yeah. That's I think that's probably the biggest one. American Although Airlines. they, uh, you know what they do need to get with it before you even go on is their uh, their cups. Cups are non recyclable. They got they use the wax cups. Uh oh, here we go. It's tough, but uh, those are non recyclable. And do you know how many of those mother goes in the trash every day? Take that, Starbucks. A lot. So, American Airlines, Disney, also have announced their indefinite plastic straw ban. Mm-hmm. They're just they're getting away from them totally. That's what they use on Disney Cruise. Paper straws? Yeah, it's all paper straws. Yeah, man. And they're from this company that's called Aardvark is the name of them. And they are Indiana-based, uh, but they just got bought out or in, heavily invested in by a Wisconsin-based company that uh, specializes in disposable napkins and like tableware so right up the same alley kind of thing for sure it's a paper product so you would think how long has this type of thing been around obviously now with this plastic straw ban these places are getting bigger well this company's been around since around like 2007 they've shown the year over year double digit growth and then from last year to this year they grew five thousand percent Oh, wow. So they are now sitting on a six to nine month lag, meaning that they have six to nine months worth of orders in the future to go where even if they didn't get another order, they could still keep up everything operating for six to nine months. Yeah, I, uh, 
I'm all for the paper straw, man. Paper straw is, uh, if you have to have a straw, go for the paper straw. Or you could go go the route like I have, get you a stainless steel straw and use the same straw forever. Well, this is the only paper straw manufacturer in the United States. Wow, really? Only one. Yeah. That's kind of shocking. It's funny how there's a lot into that stainless steel straw game, but there's only one that's doing the paper thing. Been using the same straw for two years now, man. I just, I can't get into that stainless steel. It's just something that's too different for me. I like it, man. You get used to it. And then you just got a little, like, uh, pipe cleaner brush by the sink, so, you know, every... You know, every few days, you just get a little soap on there and scrub the inside out, make sure you're keeping it clean, and, you know. Oh, I trust you. I'm just, it's but you different. know what I mean? It's yeah. great. I don't waste any straws. I mean, I don't throw anything in the trash when it comes to a beverage. Right. So it's kind of nice. Now we need to get McDonald's on that train. Yes, on the paper paper straw. On the, There's yeah. going to be a lot of people that are going to start to ditch the plastic straws. Tilt your cup. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> is, the, is it really that? I mean, I guess for driving. See, a lot of people at restaurants refuse to drink out of a glass. I don't mind that. Oh, I know. Like, it's just because the lack of confidence that that glass is extra clean and how many other people's lips have been on that glass. Exactly. You know, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It went through an industrial washer. They sprayed it with sanitizer. There was something sprayed, some chemical sprayed on it. If they're up to health code, it got sprayed with sanitizer. For sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, the paper straws, that's pretty neat. Uh, But you ready to go? Let's do it. All right, man. Everybody, have you heard? Melissa Howard. She's running for the 73rd district seat in Florida. You bring up a lot of stories of these candidates gone awry. I mean, if it's something that they've done that's hilarious or crazy, they are fair game. Well, we're also going to find out because they're (laughs) a candidate running for public office. So on her campaign website, it says she was born to a blue collar family in middle America and is the first in her family to attend college. Upon graduation, the website says Howard worked for a large and small company before starting her own marketing business. That is like part of her little bio. Okay. Once her campaign started to take off, Of course, the local media for these local races have to get involved and kind of research these candidates and do what what they do. Um, But one of the papers did a little digging, and they come to find out that uh, she did not graduate from college, and that was a lie on her website. Okay. Nothing new for a politician to lie about their college? Of course not, right? right. So she she, uh, claims that she graduated from the uh, University of Miami. After that paper came out, she decided to travel to Miami and visit the college to, quote, get a copy of her transcript to prove the newspaper wrong. So in the whole way she's going down there, like, how am I going to do this? Oh, yeah. So she does her little, and this is all in quotes as well, that that whole last sentence, because it's like, who knows if she actually went down there and did this. But anyway, so then she said like, that's what she was going to do. That's right. That's okay. what she said she was going to do. So then the next day, she took a picture with her diploma, which is in a big, large, ornate frame with like golden trim. Um, and like, a, and what looked like the paper of her uh, transcripts, like next to it, like holding them up. See, y'all, like I've got a diploma, got my transcripts right here. Newspaper's a liar. Boom, done. Fake news, yeah. you know, is, is how it went down. And so the newspaper said, oh, you know what? I guess the information we got was wrong. And they retracted their story. You know, they were like, okay, you you provided evidence that said, sorry, we were wrong. And so we believe you. Okay. So they retracted their story. That's when 
the Miami University General Councilwoman, Robin Parker, saw this news article. And she said, hmm, let me just check. (laughs) Sounds like something I could find out. Exactly. So it turns out she never graduated from um, Miami University. And the diploma in the frame is a total forgery. They state that every part of her story is a lie. Not up in here! From the time that she attended to what major she was studying as well as what degree she would have earned. So she claimed that she graduated with a bachelor's degree in marketing, which the university has no record of such a degree, as in they don't you can't even get a degree in marketing from the University of Miami. If you would have done anything in that, it would have been a, a bachelor's degree in business, is sure. what, you, what your degree An would emphasis have said. In marketing, right. Her major at the university was not marketing, it was retailing, and the degree for that program would have actually given you a bachelor's in family and consumer sciences, sure. not in marketing. And then also, one of the school officials' name was not the correct person. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. The diploma had signatures from James C. Garland, who, is, who was the university's president, and Robert C. Johnson, who was the dean, obviously like copy and pasted of, uh, of their signatures. Johnson was, in fact, the dean at one point, but he was not of the graduate school. He was of the university's business college, so she even got the wrong person in there, too. So all the the people at the university just said, look at it and said, yeah, that's not a real diploma. Yeah, they could easily tell. <laughs> easily was able to tell. There was, like, numerous um, inconsistencies. And the newspaper retracted their story before contacting the University of Miami and yeah. saying, okay. It was just a local paper. We're all not right. talking, like, the New York Times here. Yeah. Turns out the university, of course, like a lot of colleges, will allow students to walk during their ceremonies because, of course, the next thing she did was turn up pictures of her walking at her graduation. Of course. Which, of course, she probably did go to, but she never actually graduated. She never finished her last semester. But her only defense of literally all of this from start to finish was just fake news. All this is a lie. You guys, I proved it. I showed you my diploma. Everybody's just fake news in me right now. Oh, my gosh. And she's just sticking with her story that she graduated. Um, It also said that um, she graduated in 96, but the the school's record of her is from 1990 to 1994. Oh, see, she was even trying to make herself look younger. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what she was doing. Um, And then to, to... to come back with that she said yeah i didn't finish my degree but i did come back two years later to get the credit hours i needed to get my diploma but that diploma was still a fake diploma so you know what are you going to believe in that and actually to be finally official about the story the newspaper did contact um after all this information came in just to make sure uh, the National Student Clearinghouse, which is a nonprofit organization that verifies the enrollment and graduation report of all students across America, said that she did attend Miami from 1990 to May 1994 and did not obtain a degree. That is on the official record from the college. Gotcha, bitch! She's full of shit. <laughs> and uh, She's a politician. What else is new? Oh, I know, right? But I just thought it was great that someone from the university was like, let me just go. Let me just look into this, and like contacted the newspaper, like emailed them, and said, "Hey, by the way, it is fake." <laughs> you would think that uh, the newspaper would contact the university before writing their initial story. Yeah, I guess so. You know, you know, like that's just poor journalism. Or I think they did. I think that is how it went down because they obviously got their information from somewhere that said, "No, she did not graduate." You know, she never got a diploma from here. Okay. And then, then they were like, 
okay. wrote the story, and then she was like, "No, look, here's my diploma, here's my transcripts. What are you and talking? They, about? You know, what what can we say to that?" And that's when the university, the councilwoman came in and said, um, it is fake. She did not graduate from here. Not doing it. Yeah. Not doing it. I just thought that was great. Everybody, have you heard? So the world today is an incredible place to live where technology is expanding at a crazy rate in order to make our lives more docile. convenient though right oh yeah totally so there are obvious advances in delivery from online for all things amazon can do for you in terms of ordering right or how you can pay someone to walk your dog mm-hmm. clean your room do your laundry or grocery shopping what if there was someone who started a company that would get your gas for you that doesn't surprise me so hayden there is <laughs> and they have the most awesome nintendo related name ever oh man Lay it on me. You guess one. You uh, get one guess. It's, it's a Nintendo-related... Nin- Nintendo-related awesome name. Super Mario Kart? <laughs> Yoshi. That's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the, cool. Yeah. I think Yoshi's the coolest name and the coolest character in any of the... All of Mario. Oh, yeah. He's, he's uh, if I had to, If I had to pick one, I'm picking Yoshi. Anyway, for $20 per month, plus the cost of gas, this car maintenance startup company will refill your car with the gas of your choice... With a claim by the company that they will save you at least 33 hours of time per year. Hey, that's not bad. So you, they just come to you, like, say you're at work and pump your gas into your car? You're where, wherever you might be. But that 33 hours is meant on the amount of time that you are considered to be standing at the pump. If we were being real about it, it's probably more than that because 50% of the pumps have a card reader that doesn't work. Yeah. Forcing you to go inside and deal with, you know, whichever customer service specialist might be scheduled that night who probably has a line of three people all getting lottery tickets that they hadn't decided on yet oh my god i just want to reach out and kick people when that that happens i'm like 33 hours is probably a little low (laughs) but interesting statistic here but the number of retail fueling stations decreased by 25 percent between 1994 and 2015 which is the perfect type of statistic for these disruptor type of businesses that we've seen before enter into a market. Mm -hmm. As soon as they see something start to dip, they're like, oh, that's where it is. Yeah. Change is needed. You know, get that market going again. Uh, Considering they just received $15 million in funding last weekend and they already have partnerships with ExxonMobil and General Motors, they're well on their way to get their goal of full car maintenance on demand. So... Just as easy as you can set up an Uber, you can get gas in your car or an oil change or a tire rotation or a car wash or whatever as an appointment on your phone. So, yeah, to answer your before your earlier question, uh, the pictures that I saw just show a guy showing up in a truck that's got this, like, hose in the back of it. And a gas tank and in a, the back. a tank. And the hose just comes out and they just, you know. Fill you up. Fill you up. Yes! That's awesome! Top, yeah. So legit, because I mean, really, the only overhead cost for the uh, the business would be, of course, you need a truck. It needs to have gas tanks, and then the insurance and all. Yeah, the, I mean, the basic the, stuff that every business things, is going to have to have. Sure. But essentially, all you really need, as far as equipment, is a truck that has a fuel tank, and uh, you you drive it around and fill people's tanks up, and they pay you. X number of dollars more than what it would cost to cover your expenses. Yep. And the amount of money that people pay for convenience, dude, is a lot. We've talked about that before. From the price of a hotel room that might be right off of the interstate that'll cost you $400 a night, 
to one that's a mile and a half down the road to go through traffic in the morning to get to your meeting that might be $90 a night, you'll pay the $400 a night for the convenience. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a small, small example. Yeah. There's stores built around the idea of convenience. Oh, yeah. Right? Gas stations. But this type of thing could be very convenient for, say, salespeople who rush from appointment to appointment, maybe having to drive across town to get to them. Or the person who works downtown but lives in the suburbs 40 miles away, and there are literally zero gas stations in downtown settings. Zero. Mm-hmm. So what if you're out of gas, going to be late for work, can't get it on the way to work, not going to get it until 40 miles outside of the city, not going to make it that far. What are you going to do? Yeah, it sounds like where they would also win if you run out of gas somewhere. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, And you've already got this membership set up. It's like, I'm out of gas, save me. <clears throat> There's mm-hmm. like a an option for that. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be AAA. Maybe it turns into something like AAA. I think that's kind of what they're going for, is that they are a roadside assistance company, but they're pitching themselves as a gas service. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to start off by doing this. You still have to pay for the gas. Yeah, of course. So, But you're paying a premium. $20 convenience fee for someone getting gas for your car. It's basically what you're doing. I like it. Pretty cool. They're probably going to make millions of dollars. And I didn't see in the article of any other... Like competitors that do the same thing. They seemed like one of the only ones. And they were just getting a lot of funding and already partnership with ExxonMobil. As long as you can get enough customers in a small enough area, like pizza delivery. Subscriptions, too, is kind of where it's at. All those subscription businesses. You get one million subscriptions. Yeah, you pay me uh, $80 a month for unlimited fuel-ups. Yeah, there you go. There's a level. You you still have to pay your, your per gallon. But maybe that's just the cost of the pump. Maybe it's flat rate for the gas, but you pay me $80 a month and I bring it to you wherever you're at. And you get an, uh, one oil change every three months for free. And we'll t- rotate your tires, too, for the 80 bucks. Oh, now you're... Now, see, now we're bundling it. We're going to go to the bank tomorrow, yes. get a mortgage, and we're going to start our own company like that down here. We can start it with a, you know, uh, like pa- old, a Papaw-style truck. With an actual gas can in the back <laughs> where we just take appointments on a cell phone. Uber, but for getting gas? Yeah. What if Uber drivers also drove around with gas cans in their trunk and Uber started Uber gas? What if and Uber... And now Uber drivers can fill you up when you're stranded on the side of the road. Oh, I need to sell that idea to Uber. See, what oh, Uber just needs to buy this company. What's going to happen is Uber is going to buy this company. And they're, that's what we... That's like my dream. Is to get just big enough where we are worth around a hundred million dollars, and then we sell ourselves for five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's going to happen with this. They're going to have a market valuation of a hundred and you know eighty million dollars, but sell for close to a billion because of their potential. That's my piece. This is awesome. And the only thing that's going to kill this is electric cars. And then it's just uh, we bring you some juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If there's any one of the things I had to choose from, like getting my groceries, getting my laundry, getting my gas, certain errands that you do all of the time, out of those things, what would you like to take off the list the most? I would like my car stuff taken care of, yeah. Your car stuff, probably number one, right? Yeah. So that's like what I I'm saying. I can do it myself, but it's just like I could also just pay someone to do it. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> same thing with groceries. You could go... You know, I could just pay somebody, but that's not as bad as doing the car stuff. Yeah, but now all these grocery stores do the front door pickup stuff. Not Walmart's even in on it now. 
I know. Like, I just, just I can't do that. I know, but like if you just like put together your shopping list and then you just turn it in and you just walk in the front door and then they have a buggy waiting for you and you just you've already paid because you put your card in online. Yeah, you just come I in just, and get it. I know. I can't do that. That's not me. I that's that's too too much for me. I know, but that's you know what I mean. Though that's still I, just, I know it's crazy. It's super convenient and it's like super one of those oh where we live our lives in so much of a rush that we can't even walk into the grocery store and pick out our own groceries. Somebody else <laughs> has to do it for us. Like, are our lives really that busy that we can't go to the grocery store anymore? That that's what like my tangent on all of that is. Someone shipping me a twelve pack of Coke. And they kiss your ass with it, too. Like, for example, Kroger, if something you put on your shopping list they end up being out of, they'll get you, like, the better or more expensive thing that's the similar item. But say you pick the store brand Diet Cola that's on the bottom shelf and they're out of it, the store, like, they'll give you the Coca-Cola Diet Coke that's $5 more and say, just, it's fine, same price. Yeah. Okay. Like, Again, just because they didn't have it, but it's if, the same would reason. Would they do that for you if you walked in the door and picked up a diet? The, and like, oh, there's no more diet coke. Can I please have this Coca-Cola diet coke at uh, the two ninety nine price? Nope. It's the same reason why we give our company gives better discounts to people that shop online than the ones that shop in the store a lot of times, mm-hmm. because they have to appease that fickle market. The people that shop online, the people that spend their time online are so easily distracted or so quickly on to the next thing. It's the same thing with how they spend their money, how they spend their time and all of that so that they have to ha- be incentivized more online than they have to be in person. Mm-hmm. So it's just a tangent <laughs> rant. Uh, we need to take a break. PSB. I'm going potty. You want to hold my dick? Hey, everyone, we're going to be right back. But in the meantime, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Big Red Van Pod or email us at the Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a five star review on Apple iTunes Podcasts if you're a member of Team iPhone. We'll take them. Five star reviews we read live on the air, give you shout outs. Thank you so much for listening, and back to the show. Everybody, have you heard? All right, so the scene is set. In Tampa, Florida, our favorite. Okay, let's do this. Two men, they uh, disagreed about some politics on Facebook. Starting off strong. I mean, as you do on Facebook. That's yeah, pretty I much mean, all it's there for. Is that not the platform's purpose? Uh, I mean, for pretty poli- much. Political disagreements? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the men was 44-year-old Brian Sebring. He was uh, arguing with an old friend of his, 46-year-old Alex Stevens. All right. Uh, they went to the same high school, which was uh, Tampa's uh, Robinson High School. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, and their argument uh, on Facebook, it got a little heated, apparently. Want me to punch size your face for free? Do you know what it was about? No, but I have a feeling I know, and you'll find out in a second. Okay. According to police, Mr. Stevens, who was uh, the victim, was agitating Mr. Sebring. And, uh... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he was trolling a Trump supporter is what he was doing. Oh, I know that guy. He's a nihilist. Friend or foe, Chrysler Sebring. Oh, man. Uh, foe, man. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. That's the right answer. That's, a, that's what Michael Scott drives in the office. Okay, perfect. Like a convertible Sebring. <laughs> the only way to drive a Sebring is a convertible Sebring. But after their heated dialogue back and forth, Mr. Sebring decided to take it up a notch. He got in his truck, 
drove to Stephen's house and parked out front. As you do. Exactly. Hung out outside of his truck, but was like reaching in, like just honking the horn, like, get out here now. You know, just trying to piss him off, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Stevens, who was probably like, what in the hell is going on outside, goes outside to see what's the matter. He knew damn well what was the matter. He spotted Mr. Sebring um, outside and went down to confront him about him honking his horn. And of course, because he's an asshole on the internet and whatever they were arguing with each other about. Say what again? Say what again? That's when uh, he realized that Mr. Sebring had brought his uh, AR-15 slung across his chest, uh, and he drew his Glock 9mm pistol and pointed it right at him. Hence the aggressive honking. You know? Yes. He uh, was very prepared for Mr. <laughs> Stevens to walk outside. I, I believe this is what you would call extreme unfriending on Facebook. Yeah, that's how you um, do it, with prejudice. <laughs> but uh, he began firing his Glock at Mr. Stevens. Holy shit. While he was running for his life, he was hit twice. <laughs> once in the thigh and one in the buttocks. Sebring then fled the scene, but was later found and arrested by police. $10,000 bail. Apparently, he's just a pizza delivery guy and uh, married father of two. Decided he wanted to go nutso on some guy he used to know because they were arguing about something political on Facebook. Wow, dude. See, my brother Came has... armed to the teeth, dude. Didn't, didn't draw the AR-15, but brought it. Had it strapped across his chest on one of those, like... Didn't you know, need sl- it. Yeah. Had his Glock, though. He brought the AR-15 in case Stevens also, you know... I guess. an arming for a small but militia. But you asked if what the argument was about. I'm going to guess it was something to do with guns and gun rights and whatever, because you don't just come with your AR-15 on your chest to settle a dispute that you had on Facebook just because you needed something that big. Because, like, like I said, he only drew his Glock, so maybe he was just bringing the AR-15 to make a point. I don't know. Oh, my God. Gosh, my brother's told me about a very heated political exchange he's gotten into with someone that he, quote-unquote, used to be friends with on Facebook, and it was a back-and-forth that they had to the point, and I got to read it, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where I'm like, does this guy know where you live? Because <laughs> he's legitimately crazy. Like, he could show up at your door. The whole time you're reading this, that's all I could think of. Hence this story. Is if this guy showed up at my brother's door. He probably would have showed up with the similar things. Probably Maybe like a, uh, instead of an AR-15, maybe like one of those machetes that's the size of a femur. You know? <laughs> like he'd show up with one of those. And then like a uh, Colt forty five. But, uh, yeah, so both stories, back-to-back, Florida, you're welcome. Yeah, man, the, you had to pay tribute. You hadn't uh, done a Florida story in a while. I know. I was just like, man, I'm, I'm going a little double Florida action here. Everybody, have you heard? So imagine it's a nice, sunny day. You've just gotten home from the errand of your choice. I mean, you choose, right? Starting to make your way from your car to your front door. You maybe notice your neighbors are outside on the porch. Okay. Maybe one of them's mowing the yard, perhaps visualizing it like All a right. charm. Maybe even someone walking their dog down the road. Right? Okay. Still with you. All typical things you would and should <laughs> see in an American neighborhood. I'm wondering where you're going. Let me tell you what happened to a Texas woman last week while she was taking out her trash. Hey, before I get started, I'm going to need the name a name for this lady. They didn't give it in the article. So she was so embarrassed by the incident, she didn't want her identity in the papers. So give me the name of a 60-something woman from Houston, Texas, that owns at least one gun. Uh, 
Roseanne. <laughs> Roseanne, as I said, uh, was taking out her trash along the 6600 6, block of the Cherrydale Drive in the city of Houston, Texas. I could I could visualize a Roseanne from Houston on that lives on Cherrydale. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So when she spotted All Rosie down, the <laughs> Rosie on Cherrydale. Yeah. <laughs> See, she spotted a guy successfully riding his bike and masturbating. You ever seen a grown man naked? Whoa! At the same time, impressive. Now give me the name of a guy that does the forever discussed but never attempted simultaneous bike ride jerk session. Go. Ooh. Ah. Uh, mm. Chuck. Although Chuck <laughs> probably deserved a compliment in that moment, Roseanne didn't feel the same. She screamed at him, knock it off, right? <laughs> knock it off. Chuck didn't like her yelling at him, so he stops his bike and looks right at her. Stops in the middle of the road and just looks at her. <laughs> Roseanne wasn't messing around and got her ass in the house, and just in time because Chuck started following her to the house. He gets to the front door right as she's getting inside. Okay? Oh, my God. Um, Could you imagine? Dick probably still out. Like, probably still he's, full go. He's probably still working it. <laughs> now, this is where Texas... You don't stop now. No, dude, you don't <laughs> back down at this point. But this is where Texas shows its true Texasness. When Roseanne calmly walks and grabs, I'm sure, one of the many guns that she has inside of her house and gives this asshole one last warning. Get away from my door. When Chuck doesn't stop, she simply fires one round through the door, striking him right in the chest. Oh, my God. Right through the door. So he hits the ground, manages to get back to his bike, and pedals like two <laughs> two blocks up the road, and then falls over. Again, Dick probably still out. Oh, no. You know, falls in the road, bleeding out. Paramedics come and get him, take him to the hospital in like critical condition. He needs some milk. He survived. Oh, my God. But when he was arrested, the police... Uh, they recognized this guy. Apparently, he was out on bond from a previous arrest like two weeks ago where he uh, was just walking down a prominent Houston street totally naked. So he's just into this sort of so, thing. Or I mean, he's got problems. Past performance is the best predictor of future behavior. <laughs> and it seems like Chuck had an issue. Oh, my God. But uh, does Chuck deserve a compliment or does he deserve to be yelled at when you see him riding down the road, riding a bike, stroking it? Is at that the a same real time? question? That's a totally <laughs> real question. All right. My brain goes to two places. One place number one. He belongs in the circus, is, is where he belongs. They, that was going to be one of the directions I went. I am impressed that you could pull that off, sir. However, not okay. Yeah. <laughs> You can go to certain countries and get paid for doing that kind of thing. Not here, sir. That's like a whole different kind of, uh, you know, donkey show. A, yes, a bike show. A bike would that be, show. That would be called. Yeah, think if you could do it on a unicycle. Oh, wow! And both hands free. <laughs> <laughs> the sky's the limit, man. <laughs> Hey, 
Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. We don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? So it may sound difficult to believe... But uh, studies show that Viagra could actually restore sight to the blind. No, don't. This is real. Tests show (laughs) that the anti-impotence drug may stop further loss of vision for patients being robbed of their sight and could even repair damage that's already been done. I was Um, blind and now I can see. A two-year study led by scientists at Columbia University in New York suggests that the little blue pills could stop a age-related macular degeneration, which is shortened as AMD. So age-related macular degeneration. Okay. Um, But the condition in, like, just in the UK, for example, there's over 600,000 Britons that have had suffered some loss of vision as a result of this aged disease. Something macular. It's basically the, the reason that most older folk... Like, their vision starts to blur where they can't really make out faces and, like, things up close anymore. It's because of this. Is it happening to people at a younger age now or something? No, no, no. But they've, uh, the study is showing that Viagra can actually help for this condition. Okay. So, this condition, like I said, is the leading cause of blindness. And, like I said, over 600,000 Britons have uh, suffered from it. 90% of cases involved are what's called dry AMD, which is, it comes on slowly over several years. And then there's the other 10% of people have the symptom or the illness, and it's called wet AMD, which is basically like you can go totally blind within three months. But and it's not like glaucoma? It's something right, totally it's, different? It's, uh, it's, it usually develops after the age of 50, and it's caused by the growth of new blood vessels over the macula, um, which is a small oval-shaped area at the back of your eye that uh, basically helps you pick out visual details. But it's the back part of your eyeball. Oh, it's macular. Yeah, it's macular. Yeah. Um, but these blood vessels that go through there, they leak fluid, causing scar tissue to form and destroying the vision in the center of your eye, making it difficult to recognize faces, read, or watch television. Sure. Actually All... heard that before. Yeah. About the scar tissue thing. Yep. Put a pin in that scar tissue thing. All right. So the recent research has found that the condition is partly caused by reduced blood flow to the choroid. Uh, those I words are tough. Choroid? Choroid. Choroid. Um, which is the vital layer of tissue that sits in the front of your retina. And basically what they've discovered is that Viagra can improve the blood flow to this particular tissue in your eyeballs. So it's a blood flow inhibitor everywhere. and in, in multiple places, more than just the one you really think about. Where you got two eyes. <laughs> but basically what they did is the, in the study they had five elderly patients that had AMD and they were given two Viagra pills every day for two years. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> Could you imagine this? I mean, what else were they, quote-unquote, like, given? party time all the time. I mean, 
Um, How are you going to give a subject Viagra and not give them something else? <laughs> to go I mean, they, maybe the Vi- they still said you can do your thing. Like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, go to the mall. It's your boy, skinny penis. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I, I guess you, uh, you know, I don't know. Just hope that it's not maybe they give you for a longer than four hours. <laughs> um, but the results, which were published in the journal of, uh, I'm not even going to, in a journal. Yeah, in a journal. Yeah. Showed that the drug improved vision for one participant and completely halted the deterioration for the other four. All right. Um, so literally one person got better, uh, like recovered from some of their AMD, and the other four, all of the deterioration ceased So um, while maintaining this uh, dosage of Viagra. Basically what they said is that Viagra can offer significant potential for vision retention and recovery, and it is notable that patients remained visually stable and there was a significant improvement in vision, especially in the one participant. The professor in charge of the study said that the Viagra findings were encouraging, and although the study was small, basically now they have the op- the the data they need to move on to a larger study, and basically before we know it, we could be seeing doctors quite literally prescribing people Viagra or some future slight modification of Viagra for people with uh, vision problems. Or problems with their capillaries or problems with... Um, blood clotting or anything what if they just are able to synthesize what's in viagra in different ways to be able to just inhibit blood flow anywhere yeah you know i said put a pin in the whole eye um scar thing you know those little lines that you sometimes see coming in front mm-hmm. of your vision you know yeah. you know that that's scar tissue have you ever heard that oh, interesting. that that's broken apart scar tissue in your eye that's coming into your line of vision and that's why it looks like it's floating around every Weird. time you blink it flops and it goes like when you blink, it goes really fast from side to side or up to down. I've gotten to the point where I've gotten focused on one before and sat and watched it for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. But that's exactly what that is. So that happens your entire life. And more and more and more over time, they break down just like what you were saying. I didn't realize it was because of loss of blood flow. So that's actually pretty neat. And I really think that Viagra's stock is going to go way up because people are going to start investing in other ways to use it well in previous studies that uh haven't come to totally conclusive results also showed that um, viagra can help with uh protection from heart attacks lung disease yep. and even dementia makes total sense and a yeah. dementia that's kind of way out there for me but the heart attacks makes total sense yeah if it's going to inhibit blood flow anywhere you know i mean i'm somebody that when i was a kid i have had a low platelet count meaning that I bruised very easily. My blood didn't clot very much. So you could come up to me when I was a kid and just flick you, touch me with your finger on my arm, and I've had a big bruise on my arm. So I had to not take aspirin, and those things that thinned my blood or inhibited mm-hmm. blood flow because my blood was flowing just fine. It wasn't clotting. Right. So if they were able to now find something like that small in Viagra, you know that they're not going to be given patients – raging boners when they're walking around trying to get their vision better <laughs> but what does two viagra a day do to an old man <laughs> i mean i feel like i'm taking crazy pills he's probably got a pep in his step you know? but you would think that maybe it would stop his heart <laughs> everybody have you heard so this was bigger national news but once i started reading about it i figured i needed to bring it up but did you hear about the missing boy from georgia whose body turned up at a remote compound in a new mexico desert no. Where his father was living? Okay, so you never read about it or mm-hmm. anything? Quick background then. 
Last year, it was reported that Siraj Ibn Wahaj, I did pretty good with that, I think, oh. abducted his three-year-old son, Abdul, from the child's mother. The boy was afflicted with a condition that caused him to have seizures that prevented him from walking. So he's a disabled young boy. And the father had plans to, quote-unquote, cure his son through prayer and what the mother described to authorities as witchcraft. So obviously oh. they were estranged, would be, I guess, a nice way of putting it. Um, this man also had an odd encounter with the law where he was in a rollover wreck uh, along I-65 through Alabama. That beautiful stretch of, inter- stretch of interstate where you're trying to go down to the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. That's absolutely awful. There's a Hyundai plant that you pass right through yeah. outside of Birmingham. It's yeah. just ginormous. Yeah. But it's like driving through Alabama is the worst uh, highway system in the country. It, 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 well, Florida rivals Louisiana is pretty bad. Never been there, but I, I digress. In that wreck, it was a rollover, and the, when the police got there, they couldn't help but notice how heavily armed Mr. Wahaj was, including two rifles, three handguns, a bulletproof vest, several AR-style magazines, and, a, and another bag of ammunition. So he repeatedly stated to the authorities that he owned the firearms legally, and he had his valid concealed carry permit from the state of Georgia. So he goes on to give the police a story about how the people that were with him are his family. And they're all going to New Mexico to go camping. With all these guns. Yeah. <laughs> a story that is 100% refuted by one of the female passengers who says he is not her husband. And they are traveling to what he said was his brother-in-law's land. Didn't say it was to go camping. So even after all the guns... And the two different stories, the police let them go. So police included that there were also, quote, several Qurans on the ground that had been thrown from the vehicle during the crash and a few other books written in Arabic, which I thought was only mentioned in the article, which was on the New York Times, because of who Mr. Wahaj's father is. So Mr. Wahaj Sr. is a very popular, well-known imam at a mosque in Brooklyn, New York the same mosque that just so happened to be one that was visited by some of the original 1993 World Trade Center bombers Oh, back in the day. He was the imam then, okay? So, of course, when there's any kind of link like that, they're going to include that in the article. Um, Fast forward to last week where the police raided the compound out in the desert in New Mexico because of the tip they received from a note coming from inside the compound. Someone was able to get a note out that said, Quote, we are starving, which made its way to the cops. They stormed the outer walls, which were made of stacks of old tires inside of this really old, shitty trailer half buried in the desert ground out in New Mexico. They had a large supply of guns and ammunition. They were barricaded behind adobe walls. And the only food that was found was a bag of pasta, a couple potatoes, and some Folgers coffee. At least they had coffee. 11 kids and five adults. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Upon the release back to their foster parents, one of those 11 kids that was there claimed to have been put through drills with the assault rifles that were referred to as, quote, preparation for future school shootings. What? This is what one of the kids told their foster parents when they got back, got rescued from this compound. So as I alluded to in the beginning, the most grisly discovery was the decomposing body of Abdul Gahani Wahaj the three-year-old boy. So it's a sad thing about that boy who is disabled and abducted by a crazy father had nothing good in store for him. And it's a damn good thing the guy's in jail. But the more I read about this, the more layers this thing had. I don't know. Like, you don't move out there. You don't have that kind of stuff going on in that 
type of area unless you don't want to be found. Right. That's just those types of places are where you go when, like, literally, totally, 100% off the grid. Think Bogwan from um, Wild Wild Country. Oh, yeah. The ranch that they lived on. Something totally like that. They didn't want like anybody that. to be able to see them. There were 200 people that lived in this town. And they literally still fed their farms with a tributary from the Rio Grande River. So, I mean, that's how off the grid they are. Yeah. Well, you got kids living out there with you with assault rifles and ammo and coffee. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> you could take the, the religion out of it. People doing that kind of stuff are just crazy. Yeah, totally take any yeah, religion yeah. out. Totally. That's, that's, the, that, that's one of those things. Like, if you're talking in that subject of like terrorists and Islam and all that stuff, like terrorists are terrorists. They just happen to also practice Islam. And the word you know itself what I mean? like that, has it, gotten... It has nothing to do with with Islam. They just practice Islam and are also crazy. Just like there's also crazy Nazis that also, like, hail Jesus Christ, you know, but they're also Nazis. Like, yeah, and I, I think this might be one of my hot takes of our podcast, that the word terrorist has been hijacked. I'd say so. Because you can't even say terrorist in the U.S., Unless they're, it only can be an Arab person if you use the word terrorist. If it's anybody else, it's like they'll use some other. Dude, word. when we were kids, a terrorist was the guy from um, Die, Hard. Die Hard. That's exactly <laughs> who I was thinking of. Thank you. Oh, podcast connected, dude. Oh yeah, totally. Ah, God, that's who. I, what's that guy's name? Uh, Hans, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. That guy. That's that was a terrorist. Yeah, when we were kids. And, a German guy. <laughs> and the word terrorist has been hijacked. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's true. And it was near Taos, New Mexico. On episode 52, I talked about the treasure hunt maker and the guy that uh, Mr. Forrest Finn that uh, has the bookstore in Santa Fe and all those people. And we talked about Taos and all that. So when I saw this and I was like, oh, wow, that's near that. That's right. There's all that crazy stuff out there in the Rocky Mountains. It's right there in the Rocky Mountains. So, I mean, if you want to be not found, go out there with Forrest Finn's treasure. Hmm. Speaking of terrorists, friend of the show, David, guest. Yeah. You know, he's been on the show a couple times. Of course. Just got home from his recent tour of duty. Hopefully he's listening to this. He's going to love that segue, um, by the way. But uh, <laughs> How you got around to his name. But speaking of blowing up terrorists, speaking I should of, say. Speaking of terrorists... Um, uh, he was in Afghanistan for quite a while, and um, he's home now. That's so. awesome. But uh, we'll yeah, get he, to have a beer with him soon. I hope. Oh yeah, he's going to be on the show. Very, well, don't worry, he's very coming. awesome. But uh, yeah, he's back. So he's still got to do uh, be on base for a little while, but he'll get some leave here in the next month or two, and he'll be on the show. Yes. Speaking of another terrorist, <laughs> did you happen to catch the episode on stuff you should know about Attila the Hun? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Loved I did. it. Did you listen to the Genghis Khan episode? Yes. Okay. Of course. So um, I felt like I knew a lot about Genghis Khan, and then I listened to that, and then I'd same with about Attila the Hun. Like he was mm-hmm. just one of the ones that my freshman uh, year of college, my roommate for some reason had this thing about Attila the Hun, and was like a almost a historian as a freshman in college <laughs> about his Attila the Hun, and I didn't know who he was. Um, so anyway, I've listened intently to that episode. And them talking about his burial, about how they dammed up a river. Yeah, and, and they buried, buried him in river. three separate coffins, bronze, silver, and gold, and or iron, silver, and gold coffins. And it's in a the bottom underneath a river somewhere. Mm-hmm. So There's no a, one could ever 
rob his grave because no sure. one could dig up under a river. Right. No one's going to dam up a river. No one has the resources other than a king to sure. dam up a river. Right. And the things that they talked about, if you don't subscribe to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, do it right now. Because their last couple of episodes have been how traffic works. I mean, come on. That one the was, stuff these guys talk about. We're going on and on on tangent after tangent now. That's but, fine. Our but, listeners love it. But uh, what you really need to check out is uh, it's on Hulu, all the Mythbusters episodes. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. We're, this is our section of the show, by the way, everyone, that we are starting to spra- just spit out a bunch <laughs> of brands. But that they, hopefully that something but sticks. But they do a traffic episode that is just like magnificent. Like everything that, that, that the Stuff You Should Know podcast talked about, but like – of course, putting it to the test and like building a track and a highway themselves and getting all these test cars to do all these tests with it. And like, it's, it's amazing, especially the whole thing, like braking, they, they talk about the brake bubble. Yes. You know, is, I mean, it literally can go miles and if it's enough congested traffic, it can go on virtually until there's no more traffic. Of course. That's the way I view it. I viewed it as something that's like a never ending thing until the end of the line. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If, if it's congested enough to where you're at like nearly stop traffic and you hit a bubble, it is literally going to go back miles, miles. It's crazy. It's incredible. They it's going to sh- be in my book. They also showed how uh, the roundabout is by far the superior to the four-way stop by like a, I think it was like 75% better, like in the amount of traffic you can get through an intersection with a roundabout versus a four-way. That was pretty awesome to watch. Too. Yeah, a roundabout also takes a, a certain level of intelligence oh, yeah. <laughs> to operate, you know. There's a, there's a lot of user error that goes on in a roundabout. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway, that's my last tangent. Except for um, go on to Amazon and buy something on Amazon today. <laughs> Maybe Amazon will help us out. I mean, if you uh, if you like to drink light beer, there's Miller Light. It could be one of your options. <laughs> if you like to drink something a little bit heavier than Sweetwater 420. Sweetwater 420. I live in Sweetwater, so although it's totally different Sweetwater, <laughs> I can just say that it's a Sweetwater thing. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 54. This has been a lot of fun, and we're definitely going to catch you on the next one.